Hello, everybody. I am Blaze Seifer, and this is the Seifer Scoop Podcast. Welcome to the third episode of the spring 2021 semester and the 13th episode overall. We've now had Middlebury athletes from 13 different teams on the podcast, and today we'll check another box, having on a member of the men's Nordic team. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce Hans Pessel, a junior at Middlebury from Bozeman, Montana. Hans is here with me today to chat about Nordic skiing, how he got recruited to Middlebury, and what his experience on the team has been like so far. Hans, man, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem. So before we get into the meat of the podcast, I like to open up with just a check-in. How are you doing? Where are you? Are you taking classes? How are you spending your days? Just just run me through that. Oh, man. So I'm in Bozeman, Montana here, my hometown, which is sweet. I've spent the whole winter <laughs> here. I'm taking the semester off. Our season got canceled. And then with online school, I just figured out oh, I have a winter to kind of hang out, do winter, winter activities outside of school, and then get back into it next fall. Right. Um, yeah. So that's what I got going on right now. <laughs> nice. So, it, you know, is your decision um, to, you know, be home right now, is that popular amongst your Nordic teammates or a lot of them home or, or what's the general outlook on the Nordic team right now? Yeah. So we, I think two of our freshmen are going back, but aside from that, most of the team is taking the semester off. Um, with the class, with our seasons getting canceled, it, it was kind of a no brainer, especially for a lot of our seniors who can maintain their year of eligibility if they take off this semester. So that was kind of a pretty popular decision for the whole team. Um, which is right. kind of sweet. Yeah. Mixes it up a bit. <laughs> yeah. So we're recording this episode on Thursday, March 11th. It'll be out the next Thursday, March 18th, when, when you're hearing this. Uh, so today I just wanted to quickly shout out. We did a piece courtesy of, of Captain Rudolph, fellow sports writer. Captain wrote a piece on Sophia Laukley, who's been killing it in Europe for the, uh, for the U.S. ski team. Hans, I wanted to ask you about Sophia. You, you've obviously, she's on the girl side, but I'm sure you guys, you know, train with them maybe a little bit in some capacity or at least know them pretty well. So talk to me about Sophia. Have you been following her, her quite spectacular time in Europe? And uh, what's it like to, to train with someone who's really at a high level? Oh yeah. No, it's awesome. We, uh, I, I've got a couple of teammates out here and we're always watching the races, calling her up afterwards, seeing how <laughs> she feels. It's, it's awesome. It's really special. I feel like, uh, the Nordic community is pretty small, so you get to know a couple of these people, but to have someone on your team who's skiing at that high level just kind of elevates the whole, the whole group. Our, uh, our teams ski really close. So men and women's, we train together we're in the team room all the time, getting meals, whatnot. Um, so it's super cool to see someone that you uh, came onto the team with uh, to have that sort of success and, and know them on kind of a personal level. Super sweet. We're right. proud of her. Yeah. Yeah. She's kicking butt. So again, I'll, I'll plug it one more time. It's called Sophia Laukley alternates turns sensation. You can find it on middlebrycanvas.com. Uh, again, Captain Rudolph wrote, that's a good piece. Anyway, so before, you know, we get into how your time's been at mid, I like to start by going back in time and exploring how you got into Nordic skiing. Uh, I'm curious, you know, what prompted you to first throw on those skis? And I'm, I'm wondering if it was love at first sight. But before we go back in time, we're going to pause for a quick break. 
Based in the marble works of Middlebury, Stoneleaf Tea House has been pouring fresh tea and chai since 2009. They traveled to the source, visiting tea gardens that produce the finest teas in the world and connecting you to families that have cultivated tea for generations. In Middlebury, visit their tea house for curbside pickup of your favorite tea to go. Whether going for relaxation, a jolt of energy, or a zen-like focus, choose from over 200 teas. Need a way to brew loose leaf tea? Stone Leaf Tea House has tons of teaware too, from simple, durable strainers and travel tea mugs to the finest wares for gung fu cha and tea ceremony. Not a Middlebury? Keep connected via their website at stoneleaftea.com, where you can have their teas and teaware shipped right to your door. You can also check out their online tea workshops to dive a bit more into the world of tea. The Tea House is open 11 to 4 Monday through Saturday for curbside pickup and all the time at stoneleaftea.com. That's stoneleaftea.com. All right, we are back. So Hans, like I was saying, tell me about the first time you tried Nordic skiing. How old were you and what prompted you to put on those skis? Oh man, I... uh... I, I couldn't tell you the first time because I was so young. I, <laughs> as soon as I could walk, I got these, this tiny pair of plastic skis. They're probably like a foot and a half long. And I would just shuffle around the backyard. My dad would build these little like mounds that you shuffle up and then ski down. And that was kind of my first, my first introduction to Nordic skiing. Um, growing up in Bozeman, we always have a pretty solid winter. So winter sports are, are always on the radar. Uh, so yeah, I grew up, grew up Nordic skiing, grew up Alpine skiing and just shuffling around. We've got some great pictures up in our hall of me, like one and a half feet tall, just like cruising <laughs> around the backyard. It's great. But yeah, it's always kind of been uh, in my family and, and, and in my life. So I feel lucky to have gotten into it really early on. Yeah, I was going to ask you next about, you know, your early influences. You mentioned your dad was the one who set up that little rig in your backyard. Was your dad a Nordic skier? Was your mom a Nordic skier? And talk to me about the community, the Nordic skiing community um, in Bozeman. Is that a vibrant community? Yeah, so my dad was never uh, growing up. He grew up in Indiana, so not a lot of snow there. (laughs) Um, But in college, actually, he went to mid. And he got into Nordic skiing and got really excited about the sport. So then when he moved out here, uh, got me into it and he got more into it too. The Nordic community out here is awesome. It's kind of sweet. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely growing, but it's, it's always been pretty, pretty prominent. Um, there, now we've got four different ski clubs in Bozeman including the Paralympic national team they're they're run out of Bozeman which is super neat and then some pretty high they've they've produced some pretty high quality races out of Bozeman so that definitely helps get people involved but I mean there's ski trails all around town and that's kind of what people do for exercise in the winter which is kind of sweet (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, I I come from Concord, Massachusetts, a little town outside of Boston. And I was telling you candidly before the podcast, some of my buddies in town are big Nordic skiers. And there's been a few different winters where they've driven out to Montana and and states around there to to Nordic ski and they rave about how good it is. So I just wanted to get, you know, your thoughts in the community. It sounds like it's awesome. Uh, Also talk to me about how you 
you know, went from that little kid in the backyard, not really know what you're doing with one and a half foot long skis to a collegiate skier? Did you join a club team? Did you join, you know, did your middle school have Nordic skiing? Did your high school have Nordic skiing? Talk to me about the progression from, you know, that first kid to the college, to the college level. Yeah. So I joined Bridger Ski Foundation. Well, okay. When I was little, <laughs> little, I joined YSL, which is like the youth ski league. There were like 250 kids there. And it was basically like you'd ski for maybe three hours a week. There were three sessions and then you'd get hot cocoa and eat some (laughs) graham crackers and go home. So I kind of started there and then moved into the BSF Bridger Ski Foundation program, which was a little more race focused, which, which I loved Um, and made a bunch of really good friends along the way there, got close with my coaches. And that's kind of where I grew into a Nordic ski racer from just a kid who was shuffling around. Um, So that was kind of the beginning of, let's see, I started BSF in sixth grade and then kept on skiing with them all the way through high school. And through that, like you, you grow with the program. So I started and maybe there were 50 kids in it. Now BSF has 300 somewhere in there which is kind of cool to see like these this like growing not only in yourself as a skier but watching this club kind of grow with you yeah that's Um, awesome yeah so obviously in the winter you know you got snow but in the summer in the fall talk to me about what you do for training what you did in middle school and high school when there wasn't snow on the ground were you committed to doing stuff outside of season and if so kind of what was the prescription yeah so skiing especially now it's a it's a year-round thing if you're not on snow you're training in the in the summer you guys have probably seen us around campus or at least heard of us on our roller skis um but you kind of work your way into into a little more intense and structured um summer training program for me i grew up uh, i played soccer most of my uh i love to hear that yeah so i had the the combination of those going through until about junior year of high school when I switched all the skiing um but yeah you kind of your summers slowly start to fill up a little bit more with uh with more summer training and summer specifics and so that's a lot of like trail running you get to throw in some fun mountain biking or swimming whatever but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of trail running and roller skiing Nice. Yeah. And I'm going to shamelessly plug mid club soccer, Hans. You got to, you got to come play with us at some point. I don't know if I've seen you out there yet. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I gotta, I gotta hop in on a couple sessions. (laughs) Yeah. There's a few other kids in your grade, like Augie who, who come and play and it's always a good time. So anyway, all right. uh, Back to the scheduled programming here. Uh, I want to ask about, you know, collegiate skiing. Was that always a goal of yours growing up to uh, eventually race at the college level? Um, if not, when did that sort of develop? Uh, yeah. Just talk to me about, you know, if you always had your sights on college or not. Yeah. You know, well, growing up, I always thought, I always thought I'd be a soccer player. That was kind of my, I skied <laughs> in the winter, but soccer was my soccer was the thing I really enjoyed. And then probably freshman year of high school. So my first year, first year, uh, in high school, I started to started to kind of switch that and be like, oh, you know what, Nordic's fun. And and I had some friends who are older who who started to 
head off to college. I had a couple of friends go to Dartmouth and Colby. And so I was like, oh, you know, that's kind of interesting. That may, maybe that's something I want to check out. And then uh, probably halfway through high school, sophomore, junior year, then I was like, oh, you know what? It'd be super cool to ski in college. I never, uh, never really like set my sights on it. It was always something I thought about doing, but I was always a little on the fence because skiing takes up a lot of time. I mean, it's your whole summer and your whole winter and you got to put in the hours to, to get places. So it, it was definitely something that I had to think about a lot in high school. Like, oh, do I want to do this? Like, how do I want to do this? Who do I want to ski for? I don't know. So there was a lot of, there's a lot of thought that went into, into skiing in college. Sure. And you mentioned your dad was a mid alum, go Panthers. Was that yeah, yeah. kind of how it first popped up on your radar? You mentioned you had friends who skied at Dartmouth, Colby, you know, all those schools are kind of lumped together. And once you figure out about a Colby, then, you know, Middlebury, you'll, you'll figure out about a Middlebury. So talk to me about how mid popped onto your radar. Uh, and then did it, was it always kind of a standout choice for you? How did that, you know, passion develop for Middlebury and what led you to ultimately commit there? Yeah. So with ski racing, you've kind of, especially in the U S and as an American, you kind of have two choices. You either go East coast or West coast. If you go West coast, just get in for like DU or Utah, which is sweet. And they recruit a lot from outside the U S so half your teammates coming from Scandinavia, which is cool. <laughs> But uh, I definitely was was enticed by kind of the liberal arts or the idea of a liberal arts school. So I was looking East Coast and then, yeah, your options are not limited, but it definitely helps you kind of focus in on what, what you want. Um, I'd been to mid a couple of times and, and really liked like the school. And of course, my dad went there. So that was a, another factor. And then I had some a couple of my coaches actually went to mid. And they, they loved it. They had really good things to say. So it was always kind of there as one of my college options. And then I uh, really kind of looking into the schools going to visit, I was like, oh man, Middlebury, what's not to love about that? I mean, they have their own ski mountain, they're in Vermont. It's, it's yeah. kind of hard to beat. I came in as a, so I walked onto the team. Okay. Uh, which is sweet. So really when I was looking at schools, I was just looking at like, okay, campus, what do I like? What do I not like going more like the school route and then skiing kind of fell into place after that. Right. And you walked on. So how did that process work out? Did you just show up with your skis on it? You email the coach <laughs> first. He's like, come, come train with us and we'll see how you do. How did, how did that shake out? Yeah. So I, I start. I came into mid as a feb. I took my, first semester I was down actually ski coaching in Argentina I got to hop Whoa. on yeah I got to hop on with the national team down there which is really cool so <laughs> tell I, me I to, all right all right pause you gotta yeah tell should me we back that. up I, yeah bit. we should yeah, absolutely okay, back okay. up I had no idea that was yeah. the thing oh yeah yeah so I took well okay when I was <laughs> you're way cooler 13, now that I know 14. that yeah just you wait no 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 um so when I was 13 and 14 I lived no I'm sorry 12 to 14 I lived in Argentina and Ecuador. My, my parents are both doctors. So they did, they volunteered down there and I just followed them and went to the clinics and whatnot. We ended up uh, for that last part of the trip going down to Argentina. And we met this family who was running a Nordic ski program. 
at that time I had gotten into the sport and my dad had also gotten into the sport. So we hit it off with this family. Um, and then two years after we left Argentina, they became the director of the Argentine national team. <laughs> okay. So flash forward, I, I come in as a feb and I'm like, Oh, this is sweet. I get a semester to like do whatever I want, go down to Argentina and emailed them. I was like, Hey, I've got this time off. Like, do you guys need help coaching? And they were like, Oh my gosh, yes. Let's see what we can do. Got down there. They had it all, all set up, which was really cool. Got me a little apartment. And yeah, so I coached the Argentine national team, went down (laughs) to a couple races with them and then ran, I ran three FIS camps down two in Chile and one in Argentina, which is really cool. Is Argentina considered a powerhouse in in South America? Who are kind of the the big dogs down there? Yeah, South America doesn't. I mean, they've got... I was going to say, I didn't think Nordic was going to be that big down there. Yeah, it's definitely a developing sport down there. And they've got the... One of the things that Argentina was really focused on was like, we have the snow. They're, They're basically like Montana or Vermont, right? Like they have enough snow where they could actually build a pretty good Nordic program but it was just never built. So it, it was kind of cool to see them like thinking like, Oh man, this could be our next, like next soccer. Like <laughs> we could be going to world cups. We could be putting our name out there with like titles and whatnot. Um, so that, that was kind of fun. There was a lot of energy with that program. That's uh, sweet. That's super cool. I, I've heard some yeah. cool fab semesters, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know about that one. That one's up there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, all right. I don't even know where we left off, but I was, <laughs> I was going to talk about you walking on at Middlebury. Middlebury. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Right. So I came, I, I took my semester off and then I had emailed, I had met with AJ before. And w- when you take a semester off, you can't really just hop or they don't want to recruit a Feb, right? Sure. Because you'd miss the entire season, yeah. except for like the last three races. So I came in that first semester and it, again, I was kind of wishy-washy. I was like, oh man, skiing, is this going to be my thing? Like, do I have the time? Do I just want to part my ways here in college and, and go check out other things? Uh, but like halfway through, and and watching watching the team like watching them at mid carnival and and, and kind of seeing how they operated, I was like, oh no, <laughs> I got to be a part of this. I, I got to get back on. So I emailed Kate and AJ uh, like three or four times. Just kept on sending them emails. Hey, so I'm kind of excited. Like I'd love to meet and maybe talk about walking on. Oh hey, like what are you doing? Could <laughs> could I stop by the AC or whatever? Uh, so I pestered them a little bit, uh, but eventually we, we had a meeting and basically where we came out was like, I would train pretty hard that summer and then I'd have this like tryout spot. So basically like the first three weeks of mid skiing, like the first three weeks of our season, I was on the team, but on this like tryout spot and hopped on fit well and just kept on going which is sweet hell yeah that's awesome so <laughs> i want to talk i mean how could they not turn you down you coached for the argentinian national team <laughs> i mean what there's no better candidate than that um anyway all right well we're going to talk about how you know your experience has been with the team 
uh, so far. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. Look no further than the Middlebury Shop, formerly 4th and Goal Sports, for all your Middlebury College clothing, gifts, and gear. They have all the Panther team gear imaginable. Middlebury team sweatshirts, t-shirts, hats, and more by the brands you love, including Nike, Under Armour, and Carhartt. Find them in downtown Middlebury or online at middlebury.shop.com. That's middlebury.shop.com. All right, we're back to talk about Hans's experience on the Middlebury Nordic ski team. So you've only had one season of racing then, correct? Yeah, which and is how, been, how did that go? Yeah, it was awesome. It was uh, definitely a change from West Coast, especially in Montana. Like our races, you're driving six to 12 hours to get to the next race. So you can't just pack them in in a, in a, a, a couple months, which is what our season is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, uh, but I love the format. I love the format of, of collegiate skiing. It's been uh, really sweet. You basically have races every weekend. And so it's, you're, you're grinding for two months and then, then life's easy again. Then you get back to training. Um, but I don't know. There's a lot of work that goes into getting ready for those race for those races. And, uh, it's been awesome so far. I got to say the team's really close, uh, which is kind of something that you just, as an athlete, that's all you can really ask for. If you have a good supportive team, it's, it makes training super easy. Uh, I've heard horror stories of like teams that don't have that good chemistry and just everything falls apart. And right. for me, mid skiing has been like a total dream in that, in that way. Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, it seems like the Nordic community, like we already touched on is incredibly tight and you guys do a lot of trips together, even when you're not a Middlebury, whether it's running a house together or skiing together in the off season, et cetera. Talk to me just a little more about that cohesion that you guys have and you know, how, how tight you truly are. Yeah. So it works out pretty well with Nordic skiing. Like we're training year round. So there's always these training camps that pop up in different parts of the U S and then one person gets excited about last year it was in Bozeman actually. So we had a couple of people get excited about it and then a few more people got excited about it. And then before we knew it, like half the team was in <laughs> Bozeman living together, training together. So, I mean, I got to give credit to the sport for, for baking it. So we kind of have to stick together, but uh, no, I think if the choice were up to me, I'd be with those guys all the time. It's a, it's kind of a great, uh, great group of people and yeah we get to get to live together hang out spend time together uh which has been fun yeah Yeah. and and next question i have i love asking this one but it might take you a second to think but when i ask you about favorite you know memories you've had with the team what what comes to mind hmm that's a good one it normally it normally stumps people normally yeah yeah (laughs) yeah you know i gotta say like the first as a freshman your first i'm sure every other mid mid athlete can probably relate but as a freshman your first competition like that first game day or, or for us that first race is always pretty memorable i remember like because you don't know right yeah you show up and and the seniors the juniors the sophomores they've all done it before but you're sitting there in your mid-gear just like <laughs> not sure how this thing's gonna go so I think that first race for me was something that stood out just like 
loading up the van we get there everyone's dialed the coaches are amped like it's the first race of the season you're kicking it off and then you show up to that venue and there's just i mean you got butterflies in your stomach you're freaking out but everyone everyone's just like the energy's there you could we've got our mid flags waving uh mid-gear on it's 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 kind of a special feeling just just getting to that first race weekend um i mean i'd i'd be ashamed if i didn't plug mid-carnival mm-hmm. uh i mean it that's electric that was that was probably the highlight last year that was our last race of the season at middlebury i mean you had you had all the kids out there you had parents out there and then being able to go from like your dorm you're eating in the dining hall people are getting super stoked get out there you race you go over to the ski hill out to alpine and and get to watch all the kids up on the hill cheering i mean it's that was electric that's probably gotta be up there as a highlight for sure yeah i want to talk to you about because your perspective is a little different though since you're an athlete so when other kids are goofing off and you know doing whatever (laughs) you got to be more dialed in is that you know (laughs) do you wish that you maybe had a chance to experience it the other way or do you kind of like where you stand it's you know it's fun yeah mid carnival (laughs) last year i had to go I was in a mood the night before, before like <laughs> screaming and yelling. And I was like, okay, all right, I, I need, I need this to stop. So I had a moment of weakness and went and I think it was like Michael Freeman. I was like, okay, you got to turn down, the, like you got to turn down the music or move it. But uh, it's, it's that energy. I think like, you know, as an athlete, you're worried about like, Oh, the sleep the night before. And like, did I drink enough water? But really when it comes down to it and then like comes down to, for me, race time, it's, you kind of feed off the energy, you feed off the crowd and like mid carnival, you wake up that morning, kids are chanting and singing in the, they're in the dining halls, just getting up to stuff. Everyone's like getting excited about going to up to the races or, or going out and checking out the fireworks or, right ice sculptures whatever else is going on it's kind of that energy that for me at least really like feeds into a good a good race day so for me it's it's uh i mean sure i'm not up on the hill you know (laughs) up with all the antics but just knowing that like people are getting excited for the day really helps really boosts it which is sweet yeah, I know. I've only experienced one. I like the way you put it. People are up to stuff. There's just <laughs> something different in the air. Uh, yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> uh, I hope, you know, I think, what do I, I guess I have only two mid carnivals left, which is kind of crazy because, well, actually, yeah, no, I only have two left. And so, you know, those are some of the highlight. That's kind of a highlight of the year for, I think, most students. So uh, looking forward to, to those in, in years future. Anyway, so last question I have um, is about kind of goals you have for yourself by the time you graduate on the Nordic team. Are there, you know, specific times you want to hit, specific things you want to accomplish with your team? I don't know if anything comes to mind on that front. Yeah, I mean, we have right now we've got a pretty strong team. I think between Nordic and Alpine, like mid skiing's up there with, I mean, we ended NCAAs last year top three in the u.s so like we're we've got this team that's really come together which is exciting i mean of course you get covid and and we'll see how how everyone does with that but we're all in the same boat so for me 
I don't know. There's, there's plenty of individual goals that, that you're always kind of chasing and training for. But also one of the things I love about uh, college skiing is it's a, it's a team sport. It really is. I mean, you want your whole team to do as well as, as possible. So right now, I mean, as far as mid skiing goes, and I think a lot of my teammates would, would agree, like we're looking at NCAAs. We're, we're trying to push that, get, take home some some hardware there at the end of the day um so like we we love the carnival and last season last season we had to race like we were we were winning carnivals so that's that's something we want to keep doing but like ncaa's championship that's kind of that's that's what we have our eyes set on right now love it yeah, well, you know, best of luck with everything. Hans, this has been great. I didn't know you were a soccer player. I didn't know you coached in Argentina. This has been, it's been awesome having you on. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. No problem. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard the scoop from Hans Pessel, a junior at Middlebury on the men's Nordic team. Thank you so much for supporting the Sea for Scoop podcast. We will see you next week with the 14th episode um, of the podcast that I've recorded here at Middlebury. Till then, stay well and go Panthers.